right? So the first thing is we have to identify when creating value is with creating education is our education needs to speak to the wants and the needs first. And we need to be able to meet people where they're at. So meeting somebody as a seeker, the first step really is helping them to become a believer. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are honored and thrilled to be with you. Thank you again for being a part of this amazing podcast. We are committed to keeping ourselves well-adjusted that's why tuning into this podcast is a regular part of my schedule. Dr. Steven, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I actually, so it, it drips down every Tuesday, this podcast, and it gets to my phone. And it's typically a Tuesday or a Wednesday session that I have where I listen to the podcast. And actually, it's been pretty awesome for me just to be a consumer as much as I am a contributor to the podcast. And it's awesome because, you know, by the time we do a podcast episode, it takes a couple of weeks before it actually it airs. And so by the time I hear it, I'm like, wow, this is really good stuff. So as a consumer to this podcast, it's been something that I've really captured a lot of value from. And I know, you know, for many of you who listen to this podcast on a regular basis, it's added a lot of value to you. So we just want you to know, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you also for sharing our podcast with your colleagues. You know, we know, I know many of you have done that. You've said, hey, this episode awesome. And you share it with a colleague specific chiropractic brother or sister, you think that that episode would be a value to them. And I hope that this series has been a huge value to you. We're concluding a series today that we've begun. So if you're new to the podcast, just a quick, hey, we're uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the family. Keep tuning in. Uh, we've got a lot of episodes that you could catch up on if you're new, but we're actually in a series right now focusing on retention. We're doubling down on retention and we're focusing on this because it's a really important part of your business. Losing patience is off purpose. It's bad for business. And we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins. And so this is about you as the CEO, really owning this part of your business, this domain, we call them domains. And uh, this is a domain of the business that absolutely has to be owned, uh, has to be stewarded. And it's a big, big one. And again, it, it can get overwhelming. It can get out of control. We've been going through what we call the big seven, the seven reasons why your patients are dropping out of your care. And this is this is the where it's all pinnacling, right? It all comes to this final piece, which is value. Dr. Steve and I, we're going to talk business. We're going to talk shop. We're going back to business school today. We're getting straight up in, into you know just behavior and economics and human beings and way how humans function and and really how to run a remarkable business. So today is going to be a, a really great CEO conversation. Dr. Steven, I'm excited to be in this with you. Me too, Dr. Pete. I'm showing up well-adjusted and fully caffeinated, excited to get after it today. I was really inspired. I was at a a seminar here in Atlanta, I don't know, about a month ago. And this doc came up to me, this young doc, and he was just full of it, right? Spizzerinkdom, right? The old piss and vinegar approach. He was just like, had the chiropractic heart on. And he looks at me and he's like, man, I've been binge listening to and binge watching your remarkable CEO podcast with you and Dr. Pete on YouTube. It's like, it was so fun to hear that. He's like, oh yeah, no, I'm driving my wife crazy. <laughs> Uh -huh. so it's like he's like, oh, one more, one more. And I'm like, man, that is the greatest compliment. And to know that you know who you are, Doc. If you're listening, you guys say thanks so much. That meant a lot to me. And I was so glad to hear that. 
I heard it a couple of times this week in our uh, remarkable CEO masterminds here in Docs. You know, just really thanking and recommending it to others. So, just I, we appreciate that, guys. And here's the truth of it: we are blessed. We get we have a tendency to attract. I would say um, the top 25 percent of chiropractors. I think from a, on a success spectrum, and you know, these docs are looking to optimize, right? So you're looking for scalability, durability, and eventually transferability, right? So these are the doctors that we attract, usually on purpose, hardcore, servant-hearted, principled, entrepreneurial mission-driven chiropractors, right? So you have a tendency to be the more successful. But the truth is that there's lots of our brothers and sisters out there that are really struggling, right? They were struggling before COVID and they're really struggling now. And we have, I had a conversation with one of our success partners who's just really wonderful and owns a software company. And he's saying, listen, at any given point in time, a third of our clients are kicking it, right? They're crushing it. They're super successful. A third, pretty much average, right? So they're going and growing, but they're, they're running it at average. But there's always that third of people that are really struggling and really the 2020 stress that system. And truth is, it's like, I've got 30 doctors that are on the teetering on the edge of failure and closing their doors. So listen to me when I say this, guys, sharing this podcast is an act of kindness. Just like we tell you, sharing chiropractic is an act of kindness. Promoting chiropractic is an act of kindness, right? So sharing this podcast, you know, somebody right now who's like, yeah, you know what? Somebody needs to get their business act together. Somebody needs this information so they can, you know, take their practice either to the next level or they need to get their practice back on the tracks, right? So please, we just appreciate you hooking people up and saying, listen, there's a free resource here that you can listen to. And at the very least, you're going to get inspired. At the very least, you're going to gain clarity. At the very least, you're going to gain some focus. And at the very least, you're going to understand the power of accountability, right? So that's where all productivity lives. So we just appreciate you guys helping us help others. Like Dee Palmer once said, we appreciate the opportunity to be useful. So Dr. Pete, today's episode will be no exception, right? So we're talking about the seventh of the big seven, really sort of a summary point. This is like all roads lead to Rome. Like you said, it's a crescendo towards the value economy, right? So here's what we know to be true is it's never a money issue. It's always a value issue. Okay. So the same can be true for all four of our limited resources, time, energy, focus, and money. It's never a time issue. It's a value issue. We do what's important to us. We do what we want to do, right? So it's never a focus issue. It's never an energy issue. It's never a money issue. It's always a value issue. Today's conversation is priceless because what we're going to do is we're going to bring a consciousness around this concept of value. We're going to have a MBA course today on value and uh, ultimately the four stages of delivering value so that people can understand this value economy. We're not going to live at effect. At effect. We're CEOs and we want to know, okay, so how do I, I can't do an outcome. So what is the behavior? What can I do to drive greater value? And really it's a four-stage process that we're going to unpack here today. It's creating value, it's delivering value, it's adding value, and it's capturing value. Dr. Pete, this is going to be a huge episode. It is. And so again, for all you note takers, this is going to be a good one for you. Take some notes. This is, you know, the way I look at the podcast, Dr. Steven is, you know, how can I use this content? How can I use this and bring it immediately into my practice? Speed of implementation is one of the hallmarks of, of all the, the most successful people is that they immediately, they, they hear something or that they learn something and they immediately put it into practice. They go. So I would, my first kind of coaching moment here on this podcast is speed of implementation. And, you know, one of the things that I also recommend to a lot of people is, 
is uh, is pick one, right? What's the, we talk about it's ABC, you know, always be converting, converting to what's the next step. So the question is, what's the next step for you? Think about that during today's podcast. Number one is speed of implementation. Number two, what's the next step? What's one thing you can do out of our conversation today about value? I'm adding value to you right now by actually giving you this framework. So, you know, what is one thing? Just pick one. What's the next thing? What's the next step? ABC, what's the next thing that you can do to take your practice to the next level? Specifically thinking about the through the framework of value and the value economy. You know, because when I think about the patient and what's their better tomorrow, I think about you and what's your better tomorrow. Okay, we talk about the life of probability versus the life of possibility. I think about that in terms of practice, the practice of possibility and the practice of probability. And if you can start to wrap your head around this idea of the value creation business, and this is what we're in, it's about value. And what Dr. Stephen, you just said is that it's never a money problem. It's a problem of value. And we've seen this in our practices. We've seen people that are willing to, you know, you know, over leverage themselves with houses and cars and vacations and, and toys and gadgets and education and all these things. And yet they would say that they wouldn't be able to do, you know, for some reason, start chiropractic care or keep chiropractic as part of their lifestyle. And that's absolutely not true. It's it. And the reason would never be because of financial reasons, it's actually because we don't value it. And so we understand that there's a, there's, if that is the, the answer, if that's the reason that people give you, it's because we didn't do one of these things, right? Because the fourth part is the capturing value, but there's three that are absolutely paramount that are essential before there. And so the first one is creating value. And this is so important. And again, it comes back to you as a visionary is having clarity on what is it that we are creating to create value for people. It's understanding what do people want, right? We talk about uh, how this is what you need to do to get what you want. So the first thing is we have to find out what is it that people want? What is it that people want? This goes back to Dr. Stephen, what we talk about, which is, you know, the motivational triad, right? So the motivational triad is very simply this, that people, they want to move away from pain. They want to move towards pleasure and they want to do it with the greatest economy of energy. They want to move away from pain. They want to move away from something that's, that's painful, that's hurtful, that's heavy. And so that's, you know, something they want to move away from. Okay. So typically it's somebody coming into your practice. Let's just very tactically talk about this very tactically. I have headaches and I want to get rid of the headache. So it's something that they want to get rid of pain and they want to move towards pleasure. So they want to move towards, I want to feel better. I want to get rid of these headaches. I want to feel better. better. Okay. So that will, we, we might call their immediate goal, right? So I want to move towards that. But then, but then we have to stretch and we go into more of a, okay, so that's your immediate goals. So you want to move away from pain. You want to move towards this, this area. You want to get rid of something. So you can get back to something that you have to do. So that's their, we call their short-term goal. So what is it that you, that this is stopping you from doing that you have to do? Okay. This is essential for like activities of daily living. This is very foundational to my quality of life as a person, as a, as a human being, a father, a mother, a husband, a wife, a, a working person, student, whatever it is, an athlete, whatever, whatever your, your roles are. It's like, I got to get back to doing this because this is really important to me. I have to do this. Right. So these are the things that are essential for my life. And this is stopping me from have, from being able to do that. The effect it's having on my life. The second is getting back to things that I, I want to do, that I love to do. These are adding things to my brighter future, my better tomorrow. So if, if you can, if you can begin to, if you start here, you understand, okay, so that people are move and they do this with the greatest economy of energy. Okay. So it's move away from pain towards pleasure at the greatest economy of energy. What is that? What are the things that are in the economy of energy? Dr. Stephen, we always talk about there's four things. I'm going to throw this over to you. Time, four things to consider that people are considering. Time, their time, energy, focus, and money. Okay? 
So these four things are the things that are being measured consciously, subconsciously when decisions are being made. Okay. Time, energy, focus, and money. So pain, move away from towards pleasure, the greatest comedy of energy, time, energy, focus, and money. Dr. Steven, such a powerful framework for us to wrap our minds around as CEOs, establishing businesses that actually do this consistently well. So to recognize that everybody that you take care of is an economist, right? So we're all human beings and human beings are by nature economists. So to your point, Dr. Pete, we are as human beings, as homo sapiens, we are hardwired to be cheap and lazy. And I say that with love and respect, okay? Um, It's literally a DNA issue, okay? So on a cellular level, we are economists, right? So, and we have limited resources, right? So we have the four limited resources you just listed, which is time, energy, focus, and money. Now, when I say it's a DNA issue, it's like literally like I'm a paleolithic guy, right? So I love the paleo lifestyle. So if you study the paleo lifestyle, which is a fantastic study, by the way, you start merging like the paleolithic study with behavioral economics and you start to recognize like, oh my gosh, we're literally hardwired in a very predictable way to behave, right? So it's like literally you can tell how people will take action if you pay attention to our biology, right? So, you know, for 60,000 years as human beings, 3,700 generations, listen, energy was at a premium, right? So you had to expend energy to get energy. In other words, you had to chase down a rabbit to eat, right? So it was very expensive to eat, right? So you had to spend a lot of energy to get a lot of energy. So there's a lot of consideration around how you would expend or spend your energy, right? So that's the essence of, man, I've got to spend a lot of time, energy, focus, and money to get what I want. There's a consideration that happens in our brain all the time. We're just hardwired that way, right? So at all times, you got to know this, human beings are always looking for the exit. They're trying to figure out how can I get in, get what I want, and get out of here with the least amount of investment of my time, energy, focus, and money. It's just a phenomenal lens to look at everything, right? So to look at your process, your procedure, to look at your marketing, like to look at look at the flow in your practice, like everything is around this economy that's going on in their mind, right? So it all comes down to value and a value exchange. Let's face it, this is a transactional environment. People are coming into your office and they are buying something, right? So that's your product. What is the outcome that they're looking to buy from us, right? So they're willing to give you their time, their energy, their focus, and their money to get a certain value back, right? So they have a lot of value in their mind already for their time, energy, focus, and money. The question is, is have you created value for the exchange point for our value that we deliver in our practice? So let's bust that out, Dr. Pete, because for us to be able to navigate these really treacherous waters well, We've got to be very deliberate about it. We have to be systematic about it. We have to be really intentional about it. So that four-step process, the first one is creating value, which is your patient education process. The second one is delivering value, which is the execution process. The third one is adding value, which is the perception process. And the fourth one is capturing value, which is the transactional process, right? So getting paid for the value that you deliver. So let's look at that first one, creating values, creating value. CEO, you're in charge of creating this environment, okay? So you've got to make sure that there's an environment of patient education and patient education in that patients will actually 
appreciate what's available in your practice, right? This is your brand promise. This is your brand messaging, right? So this very much should live out through all of your marketing, right? So at the end of the day, we know that the community, people in general, really have no idea what chiropractic is. They have no context. They have no real understanding of what chiropractic is. What do we do? What are the outcomes we can get? What is the different trajectory we can help a person have for not just better life and health outcomes, but a better life experience, right? They don't get that. They don't know that, right? So if you're not addressing that gap immediately, you're already behind. Okay. So you got to recognize that you, in your creating value process, that's what patient education is. The person does not understand chiropractic, does not understand the benefits of chiropractic, why they should start, why they should stay. We have to create value for chiropractic care by educating them in a really deliberate process-driven way. Okay. Let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo matchmakers. Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, I think this is really important, Dr. Steven. And I, I think, you know, one of the, the values of, you know, for example, the remarkable practice system, why I love it so much is because it's actually built around this exact framework. It's built around this concept of you have to start and meet somebody where they're at. So we take somebody through the journey. We say that when they, when they meet you for the first time, they're actually a seeker. So they're seeking for something. What are they seeking for? Well, they're seeking for a solution to their problem. They're looking for an outcome, right? Like you said, people buy outcomes, right? And so the first thing is, is, you know, number one is, are you meeting people in such a way where the outcome that they want is what you offer, right? So I always like to say when what they need and what they want is what they need is what you offer, you've got something. When what they want and what they need is what you offer, you've got something. So I want this. In order to get what I want, I need this. And this is what you offer. Got it. Perfect. I'm in. Right. So the first thing is we have to identify when creating value is with creating education is our education needs to speak to the wants and the needs first. And we need to be able to meet people where they're at. So meeting somebody as a seeker, the first step really is helping them to become a believer, to under begin to, to really grasp some very foundational and fundamental concepts that this is what I need to do to get what I want. That's how we start, right? So we start there and that's a, in such a critical process, so important. And we've got, you know, lots that we can share about that. And we've talked about this a bit on our podcast and but that's the first step. So creating value begins typically with the messaging that you actually are putting out there in your community. So your marketing, right? Because your marketing is really your message. So we begin by creating value, adding value by, by the message that we put out there, whether we showed up at a, a business and we did a lunch talk, or we have a, a podcast or radio show, or we did a webinar, or we do a dinner workshop, whatever it might be. Maybe it's a spinal screening like we used to do, you know, see if we ever get back to things like that. But, you know, those types of things where immediately you met somebody and you added value to them, 
you added a value so that they could take another step. They could take the next step. And that that's the first step is that you look at, are we meeting people where they're at with our messaging, with our education? Are we, are we speaking into people's listening, right? Are we speaking there? Because that begins this process, Dr. Steve. We talk about retention. Retention begins here. Because when we add value starting here, we start to be, we build that trust, right? Trust, it begins to be built there because we're speaking into their listening. And that begins this process, patient education. And then it goes through the conversion process. And then we go from being a believer to becoming an understander. And we've talked about this through this series. And understanding never stops, right? We never stop understanding. We can always learn more. And there's always more to know. So we call it continuing education. Right. That's why it's not just educate, it's continuing education. We continually educate our our patients. So adding value, step one, value economy is educating your your people and continuing to educate them and building patient education into the sequence. That's step number one. Step number two is delivering value. So once you've built the framework to educate, so you've built out your your practice model, you've got the the client, the patient journey mapped out first four months, first four days, first four you know, months, first four years, you can break it down that way. Next thing we know is say, okay, we've got the education built in. We see how we do that. Now we've got to execute that. We have to execute that process. So the second part is it's one thing to say, it's another thing to deliver it. It's a totally different, totally different game. So the second part of it is delivering the value. Are you actually delivering the value that you are intending and that you desire to create for that patient? And do they perceive it? Do they experience the value through the delivery process, through the experience of being a patient, being a member of your practice? That's right. So that first stage is creating value, right? Which is that patient education process, right? So, and like you said, Dr. Pete, there's, there are stages for the ascension of a potential new patient to an active patient, to an ideal patient, to a lifetime patient, right? To a wellness patient. And that seeker initially, there's we create value through our patient education through our marketing, right? So we create value where like we recognize that they have a problem, they perceive that they have a problem, and they're wondering if we could solve their problem. So we have got to create value for them even coming into the practice, which is the hardest step, right? So that's a deliberate, you know, this I believe that this place can help solve my problem. And I'm I'm seeking a solution. Then when they're in the conversion process, we create value because we help a person understand that I think I'm in the right place. I feel like I've been heard. I've been understood. They get me. And I believe you're going to help me get what I want. So there's a creating value in a very deliberate way there because we know that conversion's emotional. And then they become an understander because you don't have to believe in chiropractic. You can understand chiropractic here. And that is the continued education process where creating value for not just starting chiropractic here, but staying under chiropractic here. So that's that first stage. The second stage is delivering value, right? As you said, this is the execution piece. Now, when you meet a person on day one and you say, our purpose is to educate and adjust, right? So now we're saying, okay, so are we delivering on the promise? Our promise is that we're going to help people get better health outcomes and have a better health experience. Are you delivering on that, right? So are you delivering on that patient education? Are you 
challenging and shaping their belief systems? Are you equipping them with the information that they need, the strategies, the tactics, the start doing, stop doings? Are you coming alongside them and equipping them to get better results faster, right? So, and then are you doing your role, which is the analysis, the adjusting, the chiropractic care? Are you actually delivering clinical excellence and delivering those outcomes? So now we've gone from creating value to delivering value, right? So the third stage of this is probably the most nebulous of this. So stick with me when I say this, and this is adding value, okay? So adding value is, adding value quite simply answers the question, why are you here, okay? This is the perception piece. This is the perceived value of chiropractic care, right? So it's not what we've, you know, what we say it is. It's what they say it is. If you want to really define what your brand is in your community, it's not what you say to your community. What does your community say about you? This is the added value or the value add. So the added value is if I were to sit in your adjustatorium or even better yet, if I were sitting in your patient education center, your relaxation center, your hot seat, your waiting room, whatever you call it, and I had patients to my left and patients to my right, and I just started interviewing them, Dr. Pete, I bet I know what that experience would be like, right? So if I were looking to my right and I see this gal getting, you know, she's waiting to get checks. It's like, hey, you know, uh, how long you been seeing Dr. Pete? Oh, I've been here for five years. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? It's like, oh yeah, I get my spine checked every week. I'm like, what? You get your spine checked every week? Now, if I have no context at all, I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? And she's like, oh yeah, you know, I get my spine checked every week. And I'm like, why do you do that? Her answer to that question is the added value, okay? And if I look to my left and there's another mom sitting next to me, but she's got three kids at her feet and, she's like, and I'm like, okay, so you're here to get adjusted? Like, oh, actually, yeah, and my kids as well. I'm like, wait a minute, time out. Your kids get adjusted? Oh yeah, no, they've grown up. I mean, actually, this one, yeah, they've been adjusted since birth. This one, you know, been adjusted since they were in the womb, right? So it's like, oh, really? It's like, oh yeah, no, I've been under regular chiropractic my whole life. So of course I'm going to get my kids. And I asked the question, why do you do that? Their answer to that question is the perceived value of chiropractic care. And I could walk around that office and say, how often do you get checked? How long you've been under care? Really? Why do you do that? Do you get checked? Yeah, my whole family does. Really? Why do you guys do that? The answer to that question, Dr. Pete, why is the added value or the perception of the value of chiropractic care. I want to pause here in this conversation because we're going through a lot. This is actually a lot to take in. It is to really think about, okay, these are concepts, but they actually need to become, they, they need to hit the road. And this, there's, there needs to be an actual, like creating value, you know, delivering value, adding value. Those three that we just, you just went through, we've been you know, unpacking huge. So I'm going to go back and say, as we've been doing on this podcast, like it's time to audit. It's time to assess as a CEO, your business and say, when it comes to creating value, are we doing that? And how are we doing that? How would we, and can we be doing a better job of creating value? I'm going to tell you right now, I already know the answer is, of course, we could be doing a better job because, you know, education of the patients is never, it never ends. I would tell my patients, I said, I had this whole talk that I did when I set up our continuing education classes. I said, you know, as a chiropractor, you know, it's part of me to be able to maintain my license in good standing every year. I have to get a certain amount of continuing education credits and hours. What? So I can keep my license in good standing. And I would ask them, why do I have to do that? And I would just let the, let the audience answer the question. And then typically what it was, the, the summary of all the answers was so that you can continue to be a upstanding, great chiropractor, delivering great results and, and making sure you're staying on the cutting edge of what's the most important thing. They said, 
Precisely. And that's why we have created the exact same environment for you here. And so, you know, it's really important that you establish a culture. That you'd establish the culture of continuing education. So my first question would be, have you moved away from that? Have you stopped continuing education? Have you fatigued CEOs? Have you taken your eye off the ball? Have you delegated and maybe abdicated that? Have we missed the mark? Have we stopped doing that after what we've been through in the last year? Dr. Stephen, you said this so many times. There's two types of practices. There was the practices that educated their patients. I think you're, you say it much better than me. And then those that wish they had something along those lines. And I'm just pausing here because we've been through a, a storm. We've gone into a storm, through a storm, come out of a storm, and who knows what storms are, are moving ahead. We know that around the world, is, there's rumblings all around. The best time to plant a tree, 10 years ago. Next best time is now, okay? So this is one that I'm just going to press into. This isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And in this noisy world where there's so much information, there's so much opinions, and there's all sorts of things, are you speaking into their listening or not? Are they hearing your voice? And are you delivering a message that needs to be heard? Is your team of doctors, is your team of CAs, is your team also on the same page and everybody sharing the same message, the continuing education message? And do your people know it? That's the first thing, creating that education on where is the gap? Where is the, and where is the opportunity? Where is the opportunity? Because I'll tell you the threat is not doing it, is not speaking into their listening, not forecasting, not showing people where that this is going and why this is so important. And then number two is delivering that. And how can we do a deliver? Because I'll tell you right now, that third question of why do you get adjusted? Why are you here? Mom with the babies at the feet or like, you know, person sitting there in the hot seats. It'll expose you. Warning up. I'll tell you what, it exposes you. And I mean, from a table talk perspective, drop it into your table talk in the next two weeks to start asking everybody to throw, Hey, real quick. Why do you get adjusted? You know, if you had to do it's an very elevator, sobering, <laughs> it's very sobering, but it, it's a question that I would ask all the time. And it was my, it's my favorite question to ask because it is sobering. It is, it's the truest litmus test and you just have to take it in, right? There's no argument. There's no, it's just, okay. You know, it's, you got to take it in and say, okay, I mean, I can respond and I would. You do it and you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to be ready and you got to wear the emotional cup, as they say, to get ready when you're asking those questions. Get ready. It's going to be a long day when you start asking that or a long week and you should, you know. So, Pete, I'm curious, why are you here today? You know, why do you get checked? Why do you get adjusted regularly? Just listen and just set aside your ego and your, your ang- and defensiveness and all of it. Just, just like audit the situation, right? So, and the reality is, and I probably don't have to tell you, um, you're going to be shocked by, you know, 10% of people are going to give you the right answer. 70% of people are going to give you something that's probably what you would consider terribly lukewarm and geez, I'm just glad it was sort of positive kind of, you know, and then you'll get some shockers, right? So just be ready. Okay. Be ready. And just recognize that the reality is, is that that's not the first or last time they'll be asked that question because they're getting asked that by their spouse. You still going to the chiropractor? Why are you doing that? Their coworkers, when they get up to go get checked, you know, are you, do you still see a chiropractor? Their, their sister-in-law at a party is like, are you still seeing the chiropractor? Why do you do that? What do you want their answer to be? I'll tell you what, this is a critical thing. It's hard enough for chiropractors to say why you should see a chiropractor, right? So you want, you got to recognize the weight of their response in that moment. This determines whether you get to see your community or not, right? So you get, it's not just like whether a person stays under care or not. It's whether the, their response 
will drive people into your office or out of your office. So, you know, you, so yeah, this is so critical. You can't leave it to chance. You know, Pete, I, I have a training for my patients. I literally scripted out for my patients. I had a training. I didn't want to leave this to chance. I would ask them. So Dr. Pete, so when people ask you, why do you see a chiropractor? What do you say? You know, and they would say whatever they would say. Right. So, and I would try to mask my emotions, which is hard for me <laughs> with my facial expressions. Right? And of course, you know, sarcasm is my first language. So I had to bite my tongue and, and I was just like, okay, oh, wow, you're awesome. And then I'll say, you know what, Pete, I have a fantasy around this. You know what my fantasy is? And that's the word I would use is fantasy because that gets everybody's attention. I was like, here's my fantasy. When you're at that uh, dinner party and somebody asks you why you see a chiropractor, I want you to look them in the eye and tell them, well, my chiropractor is the expert on my healthcare team that checks my spine and nervous system regularly for any interference in the flow of the information that keeps my body healthy and healing. Why? Who checks your spine and nervous system? And the patients would go, oh yeah, doc, that's it. That's it right there. Could you say that for me again? I'm like, yeah. Well, my chiropractor is the expert on my healthcare team that checks my spine and nervous system regularly for any interference in the flow of the information that keeps my body healthy and healing. And then ask them, why? Who sees your, who checks your spine and nervous system? And they'd be like, ah, oh, doc, one more time, because I want to write that down. I'd love to have that handy. And I would pause. I'd say, Pete, you don't have to do that. I've done that for you. And I would give them one of my business cards and it said that on the back of it. Okay. So I'm like the next time you're in that situation, Dr. Pete, I want you just to pull this card out. I want you to read it, smile and hand that card right to them. So good, doc. This is just gold. And I know that so many of you right now are just like, you wrote that down and you're going to start at telling that to your patients. That's gold. So that, that leads us to the fourth and the final one in the value economy. And that is capturing value, right? Dr. Steven, this is so important. So once you've, you've created value, you deliver value, add value, then people are eager, enthusiastic to invest in their health. They're eager to make chiropractic a part of their life because they see chiropractic as a lifestyle success strategy for healthy human beings. They see it and perceive it that way. And so they're eager, enthusiastic to pay, happy to, to invest and, and happy to make this a part of their life, not just to start chiropractic care, but to stay, right? So people start to stay. That's what we really want. We want more people to start to stay. We want more people to see the value because they know that if they were to stop, if they were to leave chiropractic care, they're going to lose. They're going to lose the progress they've made. They're going to lose out on this, this resource, on this value that is added to their life. And so as they weigh the decision to I've got to I'm be going to the chiropractor once a week and it's going to be this much on auto draft every single month. And we've got all of our other things that we've got going on in our life. And when we look at that, it's not one of the light items they look at. It's like, what can we remove right now from our life? And they're looking at the cable. They're looking at the internet, they're looking at their cell phones they're looking at, you know, their groceries they are going through all this stuff. They're looking at the chiropractic and they're looking at all the things, the kids sports, looking at the things. And they're just like, is there anything that we could take off? There's like, what's the first one that comes up? The last one that should come up is chiropractic. That's right. That's right. Right. It's the last one that they should be like, oh, that's, you know, we can, that's just an extra. That's just a, you know, we, it's a luxury. We've got to remove that. They've got to see that it's fundamental. It's fundamental that actually creates the opportunity for them to fully enjoy all of those other things on the list. They have to understand it's a fundamental to health, like oxygen, like water supply, food supply, right? It's nerve supply. They've got to understand that and they have got to get that in our creating value 
process. So they have to experience that in our delivering value process so that when somebody asks them, why do they see a chiropractor? They can explain the added value of chiropractic in their life. And then we get to the capturing value piece of it. Dr. Pete, it's simply a transaction, right? So in my experience, so many chiropractors have so much charge on this part of it, man. It's like, you know, they put 90% of their focus on the money part of it, right? So in this, they end up having this really wonky relationship with money and the, the energy and the charge that they put is, they can, patients perceive it, right? They pick up on that, where if we would just shift that and just recognize that if you put 90% of that time, energy, and focus into the creating value so you can add value and you can deliver value, the transactional piece of captioning value becomes just automatic and an absolute afterthought. So, you know what, I think, you know, ultimately that's where the rubber hits the road. I think it's a perfect place for us to wrap this series on the big seven, which is the seven reasons your patients drop out of care. We went through product confusion where you're selling one thing, they're buying another thing, your expectations and agreements where we set up, we start off with these long-term successful relationships because everybody knows what's important here. We've set up clarity, focus, and accountability. We did table talk for that continuing education process and workshop, which is where we really shift and change people's paradigm, their belief system. We, we equip them to get about better results faster and we recruit them into the mission. Then the progress exam and the progress reports, the exam and reporting system where we create the measurement effect. So we drive greater engagement and better outcomes. And then of course, flow. We, we're taking something that's really hard to do and making it easier, right? Knocking off the corners, reducing the friction in your practice. And then of course, today's wrap on the value economy. And you know, ultimately, Doc, if you're listening to this right now and you recognize, man, I've got those gaps all over my practice, or maybe there was two, three, five of them, maybe all seven, and you're saying to yourself, I really need to work on those. Well, we're going to invite you to join us in Chicago in October, October 22nd and 23rd for our North American audience. We're going to be doing the remarkable retention immersion where we're going to be focusing on the domain of patient retention. We're going to teach you how to create ideal patients and collect ideal patients. We'll be unpacking not just the concepts of these, but actually the brass tacks of how to do these things, right? So you can't just do the concept. You do the process, the procedures, and the scripting that actually produces these outcomes. Listen, we all know the truth of this, that we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins. Business is good implies that people start care in your office and they stay under care in your office because we all know we do our best work over time. We'll see you in Chicago, October 22nd and 23rd. There's a link for registration in the show notes below. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.